0: Good evening and welcome to Speak as Your Move. This is Matt Collins. I'm here with you live with my fellow co-host, Patrick Collins. Good evening, everyone, and Derek Roebuck. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? And last but not least, Joshua Jernigan, also known as Journey. That's me. <laughs> we're a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ, hoping to bring you an uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. Um, this week's topics we're going with two is going to be Gospels in, Gospel in the Home in summer jobs. Other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go. So let's get started and speak as your move. As always, we're going to lead our radio show off with a word of prayer. I'd like to ask uh, Brother Patrick, do you mind um, praying for us and get us going here?
1: Not at all. Everyone bow your heads. Father, we thank you, God, because we are blessed, Lord. We're blessed to be here. We're blessed to be on this earth, and most of all, we're blessed to have your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, who died on the cross for us, paid our sins, and Lord, sent his Holy Spirit that he might sanctify and cleanse us. Lord, I thank you, God, that for these friends and brothers, dear Father, I thank you, God, that that you are in heaven tonight, sitting on the throne, and your providence looks out over all the world, Father, and I just pray, God, that we would continue to look back to you, Lord, and these tumultuous times that we face lord we know that you're god and you'll carry us through and i'm so thankful to have you to lean on here tonight i pray father that you will get glory out of this out of this radio program dear god i pray god that someone out there listening on the airwaves will will find you precious to their soul dear father and i ask god that you would just continue to bless every single person who is listening tonight lord and those that have prayer requests or heartache father i pray that you meet the need and bless their hearts dear father lord and i um i want to lift up an unspoken prayer request tonight a dear brother who's on all our hearts here on this radio show lord and and under immense trial dear god and i just pray god that you would send a special blessing to him and to his family dear father and lift him up god we honor you here tonight as best we know how we praise you and go with us and go with our words father in jesus name amen
0: Amen. 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 I, I appreciate that, Pastor. That was awesome stuff. Um, I tell you, we're we're you know we're four guys, fathers, husbands. Like I said, you know, trying to trying to figure out this life. Um, but we're all walking it with Christ, and we're we're focused on Him, and and that's that's who's leading God in our life. I know, um, Josh, you've said on the radio show to listeners out there, that's that's kind of our, our main focal point is we're gonna do what we can to glorify God and um, and point you. To him, and, and different avenues and different things as, as we've um, learned along the way. Not much, not much tenured, but um, but just what we've we've gotten, what we've gathered through him. Uh, really quick, guys. I know we're going to be talking, like I said, about gospel at <laughs> home and summer jobs. But a little little icebreaker for you guys. And I'm going to let. So the question is, what would be? I, I didn't realize when I wrote this icebreaker, it kind of goes along with the topics, but nonetheless. What would be your dream job? Um, no limitations, kind of just if you could, you kind of let's just take the nothing, no nothing, no family, just whatever. What would be your dream job? Let's, uh Josh, Josh J, Journey, you mind uh, starting us off? Yeah, what would it be? Yeah, in why so, Josh, well, sorry.
2: funny enough, it's All probably right, gonna so be this his turn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I, you know, I, sometimes I work late and stuff, and then travel throughout the week. I'll I to, would love to I, make I money,
2: not have to work all the time, and then go on vacation all the time. That's what that would be the dream job <laughs> for
3: me. <laughs> all right, well, so, live on so the dream, that vein, that that's kind of <laughs> what I'm saying, but um, uh, maybe a travel blogger, because when you say job, you still got to be working, is what it sounds you do, like. You, You're you gotta, have to do something that that yeah. contributes to something. Um. You know, I I'd like to just you know be retired. I like to tell people, um, yeah, man, I've been thinking about retiring. And they like, they're like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I just end. like, I mean, because they don't know, like, you know, that that's like, you know, just uh, not as a piper, you know. He, they just they think I'm like, seriously, I'm going to. I'm like, no, no, no. I just like thinking about it. You know, I'm thinking yeah. about retiring because I just like thinking about it. It's, it's a nice thing to think about. I can't do it <laughs> till like 75 or 80 probably, but um, you no, know, what I'd like to do is maybe travel blogger Mm -hmm. because like travel agent used to kind of like be dreamish a little bit but then you're dealing with some uh, some 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 special people you know sometimes um and i wouldn't like that but like if i could just go and tell people what i think about where i just went in this Mm -hmm. this hotel i'm staying in and then get paid for it and then go do it again That'd be ideal. Now, then you fill in family and all that kind of stuff, and that just is not a dream anymore. But yeah. that's off the top of my head, travel blogger.
0: Um, they do pretty good for themselves, I guess, is are they're, they're pretty popular I thing. guess. Yeah. I don't
3: really follow any. Meredith follows some. I, I guess they're travel bloggers or they're some kind of bloggers, and I always go like, well, who is this? She goes, well, I don't know them. I said, well, why are they your friend on Instagram? Anyway, But um, I guess they do <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm sure that it's a thing because I he- I've heard about it. I, so,
0: guess, I guess, too, it's – it's it's more of a destination th- type of thing. Like you're obviously traveling the world with beast versus maybe if you're not. Making a right, place.
3: and it probably would get old too. You know, like you'd be like, I just want to be home. Yeah. You know, but I don't. I don't know. That's just that's that's my thought.
0: That's his. What about you, Derek? Yeah. I hear you ch- chiming in a little bit on Josh's. Hmm.
3: Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm. Well, i a lot to see them. Yeah. that.
2: If they I'm a little bit similar to Josh. I would like to travel. Um, if I didn't have. And I don't like I don't mean to say this like oh my dreams can't come true because of my wife and kids it's like that's not the, that's not how I want this to uh to play off because it would get old eventually but I could see myself like living in a RV and traveling and doing like custom woodwork for different people like I would travel to um you know somewhere where they had this humongous house and they and I just kind of camp out there for a couple months and just work on the house and like I don't know, build stuff for them, and not and not just like after they moved in, but more like a brand new house thing. But um, I think that would be kind of cool. And then I had also like working on cars, so it'd be kind of cool to restore old cars for a living or something like that. But um, you know, pretty much anything that you do, there's a, it's always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I'll uh, I'll ever be retiring anytime soon. Because fun fact, one hundred percent of people who retire. Die, <laughs> so I'm kind of uh I'm kind of not gonna retire. That doesn't seem like that great of a deal to me. Um, but that's probably what it'd be some type of travel, you know, have tools, will travel type situation.
0: Derek, do you think you would ever do like the the treehouse guys? Would that be pretty cool? Oh big, yeah, I would love tree to place? build treehouses.
2: Yes, I still want to build a treehouse. How many like in the
0: backyard, like out in Oregon? Oh yeah, I would west. do it
2: like anything that's that's you know, out of the box and weird and you know, kinda of cool and crafty. I would love to build stuff like that. That would be cool.
0: What do you think, Patrick? Sure. Everybody wants to travel. Do you still want to travel? I no,
2: know. he wants to stay home. He wants to stay home, I'm gonna tell you right <laughs> now. Getting... Home box.
0: <laughs> I, I may throw it back to you, Matt, while I ponder on it. This is this is a this is a
1: tough question for me.
0: Yeah, I mean it wasn't like, you know, I wanna Solve world hunger. I mean, that would all be fantastic. It was kind of just a spitball thing. Um, mine, it hasn't really changed recently. I actually told a guy this in an interview way back when. I wonder if I said the wrong thing. I didn't get the job. But, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the dream job was not what I was being hired for. But he asked me. <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> well, this
2: Funny is enough, dream. it's this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy you'd ask, crazy you'd ask. Yeah. Um, no, mine. Um, so I, I've always been into snowboarding. Um, so I, I would like to do heli, do heli skiing, be a heli skiing guide mm-hmm. or a ski patrol in Alaska. Um, so, it, obviously that's not conducive with a family. But if I was just kind of um, out and about, really no ties. To church too that's another thing too you know keeps me kind of in the, being involved in our church location but nonetheless being either a heli, heli guide which is to all the listeners out there is basically you go out wherever you're going and they take you up by helicopter and they take you up to the top of the mountain or to the peak or whatever run you're going to do whether you're skiing or snowboarding and then you, they drop you off you go down and they pick you back up and I don't know how many times you do it a day it's never depends quite expensive from what I can tell. But to be the guide would be really cool, especially in Alaska. Just this seems like mm-hmm. an awesome terrain in the area. Alaska haven't cool. been there either. But maybe Josh can travel blog me. Yeah, maybe when I travel blog it, I'll tell you where's a good place yeah. to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that's me. That's that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna stick with that one for now. Alright Pat. Um I, I gotta
1: I mean honestly I'm really stumped i don't know if it's a job per se but i guess all my life i've always just wanted to i just i want to be able to wake up put on jeans flip-flops and a t-shirt and walk out my back door and go to work and sell
3: peanuts yeah
1: whatever i do i mean is your your employer
2: listening
3: right now like (laughs) all patrick really wants is to change the dress code and he'd be in his dream job (laughs) i mean yeah he's already got the working at home down pat No, literally
1: it's like it's hard because like it's literally happening right now like
3: all i've ever had my dream job i can tell you
1: back when i was 18 like i was like i don't really care what i do i just i don't really want to like i just want to be able to just like open it up, like like a you know, just like I said, it's like put some jeans, flip flops, and t shirt, and just you know walk out my back door. I guess I always finished in like a boat builder or something, you know, and having like a shop out yeah. back or whatever. And um, oh, yeah. but yeah, coronavirus is kind of this is why I wasn't sure. I wanted to think like, okay, don't want to answer this question because it's like it, it. I guess it's been for me like I've been working from home since March, and you know, kind of living the dream a little bit. So, um, yeah, just walk out in the kitchen table and open up the laptop and, and do my thing, and then, uh, so it's been, it's been good. Um, the dreams gonna well, die here, I'm sure, but.
3: So. My boss, I, mean, I don't know. say home, oh, I'm sure. So
0: I'm gonna stick with travel blogger. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I'm not making that one either. I, yeah, I do miss. I would deal like that, Patrick. I'll tell you this. I don't know. Maybe I lost this one in the weeds, or, or this is what I thought at one point. Did you ever have like this? This is kind of an aspiration for Coast Guard, or did I miss the, the miss the market in a conversation? Yeah,
1: you? back when I was like seventeen, eighteen years old. Okay. Yeah, I um, I wanted to be a Coast Guard rescue swimmer. Okay. So that's much probably much- a, I guess you could call it like more of a dream job type. Yeah. That might be a good answer to the
3: question.
0: Too. I think that's what you're going to say. You never said it, so I figured I'd ask. <laughs>
3: he would correct you.
0: Yeah.
3: Did you forget about this no. one? Because this one was a cool one. <laughs> it sounded a lot better than the cheap Flip Flop. My icebreaker's bomb here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Should have went, went with the Coast Guard rescue
1: swimmer. Um, yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> I thought my brother was cooler than that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do love the water, though. Oh, so I wouldn't, stuff, I wouldn't mind, though. We might be in around the, the water, so maybe that's the dream job. Just out Ooh. my back door, jeans and flip flops, and my back door happens to be on the ocean. So there we go, Shaping and surface, There you know? go. <laughs> yeah. After that point, as long as it's legal, I really don't care.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. Define legal. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: <laughs> well, like I said, we're gonna talk a little more about jobs, but anyway, before we get to that um, topic, first topic tonight is gospel in the home seems a little ambiguous so I'm gonna kind of narrow that down a little bit yeah um, the goal really I guess tonight and, and the thoughts that it's gonna be steered towards is basically sharing the gospel to your kids and kind of how how are you doing that or how do you envision that to happen um, I, I know just from experience obviously I got a newborn Ezra he's about two months old a little over two months old and Essie she's a little over two years old so, obviously, we're not sitting down and, and, and diving into, you know, deep scriptures here. One can't even talk, and the other one, she's, she's getting there. So, you know, it's the simple, like, um, trying to get the, the God is love down and, and try to talk to her a little bit about, yeah. you know, in the word of prayer and, and, and you know, say the, say the prayer of the meal. But there was some scripture and if any listeners have their Bibles or, or if anybody wants to, we um I was gonna pull from in Deuteronomy chapter six. Mm-hmm. Um I, I talked about this a little bit to um, um two guys on this call, Josh and Derek, during um But
2: well, it's good, you can talk about it again.
0: Yeah, I can't get it off. Um but anyway, so I, I, I guys we can read the whole chapter, but five through seven and twenty through twenty five kind of brings this point in as Moses was talking a little bit to the children of Israel here as is he's this is kind of his Pharaoh chapter, um little guidance. But I backstory really quick guys. So I read this chapter, you know, to, and for the listeners out there, um when it, when we were in the hospital with Ezra, um and I read the sixth chapter and I had an opportunity, you know, I was just basically sitting um in the whatever the chair in the, the wait the little the, the the room or whatever. And he was pretty much asleep, so I had a little bit of a chance to open up the Word of God. And this is where it fell. And I read, like, it's kind of one of those, like, surreal moments, like we were talking about in our first episode. And, and I mean, I guess it's different when they're even kids, but I was, I'll read the 5 through 7. I read the whole chapter, but reading with him there kind of brought it all home to my, at least to me. Um, so five, 5 through 7 says, And thou shalt, excuse me, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With all thine heart and with all thine soul and all that might. And and I like that because, first off, it kind of, all, he kinda, before we get into 6 to 7, kind of sets a precedence to that and, like, it encompasses our whole life. Christ has to be our whole life. And these right. words which mm-hmm. I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So, like I said, I, I, I mean... God really spoke to me in those verses, kind of, especially in seven, where he's talking about, you know, we shall talk and then we sit in my house. And I don't know what all that embodies for me right now. Um, and when yeah. I walk us, by the way, I don't really, under, I mean, like I told y'all guys, it's, 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 ba- it's baby steps, I guess, for me. But uh, the importance of that, it's, is that, you know, Christ, there is a foundation, I guess, for me and for y'all probably the same, yeah. same boat to build upon. And, and as we build and we build and it says train up for the child in the way and when he's old he will not depart from you so there but i but I, I read those verses and I looked these these two kids they they can't go pull a bible down and study i it's my responsibility right. to tell them about yeah. Jesus in the right. simplest and, form. And so y'all what are y'all thoughts sorry
3: and on, and on, on that on that same thought like as you and you kind of started alluding to it there isn't that you said baby steps there's not a perfect way you know mm-hmm. i mean and we, and we alluded to that before it, it, it's it's baby steps but it's also learning but the main key more than anything i found is to make sure yourself is solidified in the gospel you know that yeah. you, that you are where you need to be um because the worst thing in the world for your kids is to not be where you need to be and it show up in their life mm-hmm. you know because i mean point. You, you can you can you can do all the right things you can you can fake it kind of thing you know I mean you can you can go through all the motions but if your heart isn't right where it needs to be with Christ it's not it may not show up in your life to other people you'll know but not other people but if you if you' won't, if you don't have it true deep inside passing along your kids is not going to be second nature if that makes sense like it's not going to just come with these baby steps and this you know you, you're not going to have it, you know, just as second nature as you're going about when you're lying down, when you're rising up, as the scripture says. Like, mm-hmm. you you've got to make sure that your stuff is is solid with Christ, or you're going to mess up. And and that you're not. Gonna, and, and I'm afraid, and I, and I've seen it happen with other people. Like, they don't realize that they've messed up with their kids until their kids are teenagers and don't know anything about christ you know like mm-hmm. they they went through the whole thing and they were good parents and they did the easter and that kind of stuff but they were really worried about the baseball and the this and the that and making sure that they were mm-hmm. good right. parents in that aspect and they would go to church like three times a year i said well you know what they're going to figure and, and, I, and i've said it i had I've, um orders mine or whatever and, I, and i'm like you know what your kids are going to value as important is what they're shown as as is important you know like i'm okay with my kids seeing me go into revivals go into feast meetings as we have them in our, in our church we call them feast meetings but you know periodic revivals at different crowds and and going to what we have and we just talked about it before camp meeting and that kind of stuff I'm okay in seeing that that's more important than anything else because when they get a teenager and they've they've started solidifying what's important in their life mm-hmm. I hope and pray I've showed them and, I, and I've helped steer them to something that's eternal rather than something that's like you know they're not going to the MLB I mean, you know, <laughs> they're they're not, okay? And and if they were this year would be terrible for it. So, I mean like so you know, it, that's not we're not, you know. We can't put any trust in that. And, and a lot of people and and you can and I'm not saying it's bad, but there's there's a limit. You know, you can you can pour your whole self into it, saying I'm doing this for my kids, I'm doing this for my kids, I'm doing this because there's so much worse things they could be doing. Yeah, there is. And I'm appreciative of that. But if you go to like a championship baseball game, every single weekend and you're doing all this and you never darken the doors of the church the kid is not going to have the same basis and love of god that you were allowed and that scares me and i don't want to be part of that so that's my thought on that um i'm glad you kind of narrowed it down because gospel in the home could be me playing the gaithers on sunday morning which is cool i like doing that too so I'm like, ready.
2: So. no it's, it's it's obvious that when the when the parents act you know when what's important to the parents we all know that kids are sponges as they say and they they know and they see what you do and they pick up a lot of stuff and they will figure out what's important to you because what's important yep. to you is what you do most of the time
3: yeah where um, you put your time and effort yeah. Yeah, and
2: in and, my in my mind when that in that scripture about you know um when you talk about them um you know when you sit us down and when you rise the stuff when you go by the way and and basically the scripture is, is, is chipping away at every instance of your of your day if in a way. You know, when you're sitting down maybe in the morning or the evening when you're going out and about, you know, and when you're walking by the way, I'm not really sure, but I'm just saying it, it kinda covers all the bases of the day and you know, the kids know that at least my kids know, and I'm thankful for it because I was the same way. I knew that when it was church time we went to church and I knew that it was feast meeting, we went to feast meeting, and camp meeting and camp meeting and they know these things and you know, and they, and they invite their friends, and their friends are like, why do you go to church so much? It's just like, well, that's what we do, you know, and then, you know, there's a reason for that, that they will learn yep. maybe as they get older, um, but it's, it's not unusual for them, and I'm thankful for that, that it's yep. not, you know, it's not a task to go to church, and it's and it's healthy for them, um, but it's something that we do. Now, whether, I mean, we say our prayers and everything, but whether or not, you know, we all sit around the table and, and read the bible for an hour and that that is good and that hopefully will happen at some point in time but it's like in my mind it's just my life is centered around god and it's centered around you know church activities and i'm not saying that this church of my sanctification but i'm saying this is the vehicle that brought it to me and these are the people that i want to be with and this is the people that i want to raise my children with and we are around them all the time and that is their friend group and i'm thankful for it because they have Hundreds of friends, you know. Yeah. And I have hundreds of friends, which is so unusual to people that it really is. I'm like, I have a hundred people right now that I could call on, and I could be at their house tomorrow, and I could stay with them, and they would be welcoming to me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I, can I stay at your house tonight? Yeah, well, yeah, no problem. Come on by. I'll feed you dinner. You know, it's like that didn't used to be unusual. Probably more so. It's, in, it's unusual if you're or, not in but, our
3: in our church group. I mean, it's
2: like
3: awesome. that, that. I'm I'm so thankful for it. Like I, I had coworkers that they had they'd never been to like a funeral. Like only like, like one or two of like a great aunt or something. I'm like funerals. I mean, like we go to. I mean, I think there's like three hundred or four hundred people that I would go to their funeral. Like it would be odd if I wasn't at their funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, and and normal. I mean, if you didn't have a big church family, that that wouldn't be the case. I'm a little disappointed you don't sit around the table for two hours a night, Derek. I know, I haven't
2: uh, quite gotten there yet. I'm waiting it's on you. The same. Leave mean, example. you start,
3: just start with 30 and go from there, okay? <laughs> 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 See what way you can bring to the table, literally. Man, way couldn't last a second, I don't think. Maybe you <laughs> want to eat
2: the Bible and throw it across the room and <laughs> jump on top of the table and hang from the chandelier, which actually has happened.
3: We've um, we we we've <laughs> yeah, seen him on Zoom. We have, we, we, we've, we've gotten a glimpse <laughs> of the home life.
2: Yeah. Chaos, baby. Chaos in the camp. <laughs> Chaos. I like it.
3: What you got, Patrick? Well, I um
1: where you put your time, your money, and your energy is what you love. Mm-hmm. And that is a fact. Um, and I love that the scripture says, Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, and uh, addressing Israel at large, and so mine uh, and soul might. And then he says these words: "I command thee; shall be in thy heart." And so he's kind of creating a hierarchy here. He says, "And and then you teach them diligently unto your children." So it yeah. it part of the responsibility of the father is the buck does stop with us. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we and I still I remember like to this day when Lauren and I first got married, and Okay, came back from honeymoon, got back in the apartment and I walked downstairs to get ready for work and I opened the fridge and I remember looking in the fridge and we had just a few groceries and thinking, if I don't go to work, nothing goes in this fridge. Like, and just that moment of like, I am responsible for this household. And I realized that God is watching over us. I'm not, I'm not circumventing God, but what I'm saying is that he created this hierarchy, this, this, this agent of education in the home. And it starts with God. And then it comes down to us. And then it's up to us in conjunction with our wife or our spouse. Or I guess if you're a single parent, then it's just all on you. But you're supposed to teach the children. And I love how he says, talk when you sit down and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So basically all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, this is what I want you to teach all the time. And so like Derek said, like Josh said, I agree with both, you know, your lifestyle will teach them more than 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 school could ever teach them. Um not to say that you should right. alienate study time. Matt, I agree with you. I mean Beck is two, so we ain't having study time, but it's kind of neat. There are, you know, there are still ways to incorporate mm-hmm. like, you know, when we go outside together. If if we come across something Um, you know, it, and, and there's an opportunity for her to, to, uh, you know, pick up a flower or whatever and, and see it and flower and, and I'll tell her about it. I'll say, do you know how that flower got here? Um, and I know that she's two and maybe she doesn't grasp all that, but, but still, I just want her to hear about God all the time. And, and then, you know, Lauren's real good. She sings to her, she sings songs to her and these little children's songs they're actually, they're really deep, you know, this little Mm -hmm. light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Um, You know, that's a powerful, that's scripture right there. So, um, you know, the Lord's Prayer and praying, praying around the food before you have dinner, all of these things, you know, and then as they grow up, I just hope that for Becca, I just hope that as she grows, she begins to see the difference between myself and Lauren and what a sanctified life looks like and then and what the world looks like. I know for me, that's what got me to the altar. I mean, um, I, I saw the sanctified people in the way they lived. And I saw the way right. my friends lived in the way the world lives. And I said, right. I don't understand everything about being sanctified, but I want what those people I have. How do I get it? And that's what, that's what drew me. It was mom and dad living it in front of me every single day um yeah. i mean we live a blessed life i mean matt you we're brothers you raised ready to see the house i mean i never heard my parents yell at each other i mean never never we never heard we've never heard a cuss word in the home all our lives never once that's god uh-huh. that's san- that's sanctification that's not mom and dad that's sanctified life mm-hmm. and it's a it's an amazing way to live i mean and i just i don't know it's kind of a hot button issue I, I i truly i'm gonna shut up guys but i truly believe that if every time. home in america we could snap our fingers and the, every single home could be a sanctified home tomorrow. It would cut out 99.9% of the problems we face in this nation. I believe that. Yep.
3: Starts a home. I really do. Probably a hundred percent, but
1: i say 99. I don't know about a hundred. You still got a,
3: a few bad apples. Um, <laughs> even whenever you have a sanctified home, I have a, I have a great sanctified home. Don't get me wrong. And, and especially when you get into the middle school age and you start seeing the contrast of your godly mm-hmm. home, with another home that maybe by then they're starting to have, you know, you're starting to see some broken homes, some parents divorces, you know, that kind of stuff. Even if you're not in everybody's home, you you start seeing it. Um, And then if you have any close friends, you know, at school and you see a glimpse in their home life and it's completely different than yours, you begin to form what you want in your life. You know, if you want the peaceful God fearing home or the whatever else you're being exposed to, I think that's whenever it, it hit me too, Patrick, and and you make that conscious decision that you wanna you wanna serve Christ because that's what you want for your life. You're starting to pick things you want for your life.
0: Yeah, I thought yeah. Josh really quick. All of y'all, man, awesome stuff. Really good stuff. I uh, it, it it always Josh, you brought up a point. It always surprises me. You see kids grow up and like you said, they do an Easter service and they do the Christmas service and they might sprinkle in one more or the first Saturday night of our our camp meeting. And then mm-hmm. there's no, there's no substance there and the kids are gone. And I mean, you, you, well, there, I mean, it can yep. work both ways I mean, people make their own decisions, but if you you want to, you want to probably go in the higher, I'd rather choose the, the, the latter of always being present at church and always being, and, and show what is important yeah. in our lives. Um, two points that y'all brought up uh, with, um, with Essie, I know we take a little time. Sometimes she goes and reads books for her bed and try to. Some books she can kind of points towards that realm. But one thing that's been good for her is now with COVID we can't really go as much. But, we, but I take, here's here's a blessing that I saw from COVID is we I feel like I see effect a little bit. Um, so we she obviously we're always at church when the church doors are open. If something was sick and they would go would go. But now that every time church comes on the the live feed, once she hears it she goes to clapping and then. And she, she's learned amen. So she says amen like a hundred times. She says amen, amen, amen. They don't matter what they're saying. Yeah. But just picking up on those things and starting to realize. <laughs> yeah. And to know. our
3: listeners, we, we clap along all acapella. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's uh, part this of our worship. Shows.
0: No, I just I just kind of let them know like, hey, you know, that
3: is, and whenever our kids pick up on that, mm-hmm. um, we, we clap our hands. You know, we'll keep the beat with our foot. And whenever they're clapping and stomping, I mean, like, you're like, hey, they're paying attention. You know, they're, they're, they're getting
0: it little bit by little bit. Yeah. And I think too, just, you know, we, we, I think my parents, I feel like Patrick, I don't know if you correct me if I'm wrong. It's probably like five or six days out of the week when we were growing up, there was, we would have family dinner. Um, mm-hmm. and that's centered around you know the family and the focus, and, um, prayer and conversation. And I mean, those, those, those little tidbits are just a little bit here and there to show what's important. Um, and I tell you, we're all a product of that, all four of yeah. us. Um, we all grew up together. Um, our families worship the Lord, and, and and we all got sanctified and raising families and following Christ. So, yeah. I mean, at least, at least it's four of us. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, good stuff. good stuff. Um you mind if I share the, I'll share these last few verses for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, this is the one you've here, might touch on this a little bit. 21 verse says, And when thy son asketh thee in the time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statues and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord shewed signs and wonders, great sword upon Egypt, and upon Pharaoh and upon all his households before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in. To give us the land which He swore unto our fathers, and the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that He might preserve us alive as it is this day. And it shall be our righteousness that we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as He hath commanded us. A um, couple of points to that, Derek, you brought it up. There's going to be a time. My kids aren't really communicating all the way with this. Like, hey, Dad, why do you do this? Dad, why do you do this? Mom, why do you go this way? Why do you do this? Why are we? All my friends are going to the ball game, but we're going to a feast meeting, you know, something like that. Um, and there, there, there lies the opportunity to to witness to these children um, and, and and tell them about the goodness of God. And I mean, to me, I think. You know, that's know, when just, you have go ahead,
2: Derek. I'm sorry, keep going. Keep no, going. No, no, I'm fine. Go ahead. Nothing, when you have a when you have a family who maybe has small children and they start. Um, you know, the mother and father start to, you know, maybe you see that the effects of their life, you know, have got an effect on their children. Um, and you say, you know well I'm going to start bringing my kids to the church. You know, I'm, I may be too far gone, but I want to get my kids in church, you know, mm-hmm. because I want to do right for my kids. And then you start to see that, you know, that that happens and that's good. Um, but, you know, they're not too far gone. And you see a family that turns their life to the Lord, the kids, realize and they notice that. Um and you could could you imagine having a, a you know, a broken home, for instance, and, and you know, discontentment in the, in the in the family and the moms and the dads constantly fighting and yelling. And then it you know, over a weekend it's turned into a, a sanctified home where everybody's happy and everybody's um benevolent towards each other and there is there's is love there. There's, you know passion and it's that what I would imagine. Have, would have a an, an enormous impact on the child, and um, and I don't think they would forget that at all. Um, I know that in, well, that in that scripture. Go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. Keep on. No, I'm, I'm done. Okay.
3: <laughs> no, I, I, I was I was I used to scripture. I was I was going to to add to your point. Like people will do things for their kids that they might not necessarily do for themselves. Um. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good because I'm uh, my life is uh, kind of a testimony of that because which I don't know some of you listeners but my wife uh, they weren't always a member of our church they weren't always you know they following Christ um, her family and they started coming back around so their kids could have a basis of, of Christianity and, and loving Christ but they weren't active members in the church they started going to our vacation Bible school and camp meeting um, that we have, for their kids. Um, that exposure, because um, they were they, they were living the good life, they were fine, they were dandy, um, they didn't have the contentment. You know, it wasn't like there was this turmoil and this, you know, and rock bottom thing. It was that my, my father and mother-in-law did not have contentment this is their testimony. I'm kind of giving it to you briefly, but basically they were back around the church for their kids, and that in turn led them to Christ to get that contentment. And also be there and they have a godly home and have had one ever since. And then follow a few years later, Meredith gives her life to the Christ and me and her start dating and we date forever and then we get <laughs> married and now we have two little wonderful kids um, that we're um, on a, uh, I guess, we, we already have the time off. So now we are down. On the uh, the Panhandle of Florida with uh, this week, so. But anyway, it is all all happened because somebody a couple was trying to do something for their kids and get the kids and and exposed to Christ, and, and it had wonderful wonderful results. So, anyway,
1: awesome, hey, man. You know that? Yeah, that I think scripture um, coming back to you. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry, man.
2: No, I'm not. I'm not. You need to talk. Go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, he's, just just say, he's like i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i'm done
1: we love you man we love you, next, next topic uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really good i just wanted to briefly comment it's just this common theme both in the scripture and what i'm hearing from you guys is that as it all keeps coming back is it it's all back to god it's back to the lord um mm-hmm.
3: that
1: that is that is the, the one who who brings all the good to pass? Um, and if you try to go about this whole fatherhood thing, or at least my what the scripture says, and of course, what I, you know, my testimony, I feel like it wouldn't last a day. So, um, but this chapter, of Deuteronomy, I just love, I love how it keeps saying, The Lord, you know, the Lord showed signs, the Lord commanded, mm-hmm. the Lord brought yeah. us out, the Lord our God, it, it keeps going back to Him.
0: And we're That's scratching the service on this, Derek. Before we move on, I want you to, what you got?
2: Uh, it's more of a question. In the, um, <laughs> I've always liked, as you read on down, um, and the reason I say this is in Virginia, there was out near where Watt and Risha live, there's a house over there that has Deuteronomy 6 and 9 literally painted on their doorposts. And the ninth verse it says, "And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and upon thy gates." And I never read this scripture really until I passed by that house, and it, I was like, "They actually have Deuteronomy like written out Deuteronomy six <laughs> and nine across <laughs> their entire porch." I'm not I sure like, oh, that's, that's what awesome, it meant, but <laughs> well, but it's well, awesome. well, <laughs> well, what's what will be the downside of that? Because I have yeah, yeah, like I've been wanting to make a sign. I'm waiting for this big old piece of like rough. Not rough, but like live edge lumber, like a big slab, and I want to like carve out Deuteronomy six nine and actually hang it on my house, um, because that would be kind of cool. But I just didn't know if y'all would, if y'all ever realized that scripture. And then, and I know you probably passed over it, but um, I don't see anything wrong uh-huh. with, with letting your light shine on from your actual house, because it it affected me. I mean, it, it reached out to me. Yeah, I like, no, I had you some, look you know?
3: up the scripture. No, yeah. I was like, and then
2: it's like some of my favorite scripture now. Um, and I was like, man, them guys. And I really wish I had stopped. I've only been over there a couple of times. But I really wish I'd stopped
3: knocking on the door and talk to him. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, you can, and, and, and and I that. that
3: is, that is, that is pretty cool. There is some people that they go a little bit extreme on that. Um, there was, you know, those old school marquee little things, you know, the squares that you have the letters that slide in and out, mm-hmm. um, last year I was doing a job and like every few weeks he would change it out and around it was in the fall it was down near Somerville, south carolina and he was i mean he was obviously very much against halloween cuz every time we went through it was like <laughs> halloween is not a christ Halloween's a demon's holiday i mean he was he was giving it to us man every time i wrote by i was like man i just
0: i just wanted the candy but uh just, yeah, give, me the give, candy.
3: just give me the candy
0: awesome i a candy chocolate all right guys let's uh We'll jump into summer jobs. So right we, to it, Just I jump, know, jump. I know we talked about dream jobs. So yep, let's either a, a unique summer job you've had, maybe your worst summer job, first summer job, whatever it may be. Um, we'll go back, Patrick. Are you are you ready for these questions? <laughs> oh yeah, you okay. ample time. Right. Hit him, hit him, he knew about these. He didn't know about the icebreaker. Okay? All right, we love jobs. Heads up. All right, go, We'll start you. Let's let you go
1: for it. So, summer job. My first summer job was at a place called Rudinos in Raleigh, North Carolina, <laughs> yeah, and it was the pits. They paid me like minimum wage, and I don't even know why I started working there because I was running the neighborhood grass market and making a killing. Like I had my grass, well, dad's grass, cutting, uh, uncle Steve. and then our uncle Steve's grass, and he paid good too. He paid me way <laughs> oh. more than I should have got. Um, probably because I was family, so I appreciate it, Uncle Steve, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> wrangled my cousin's grass across the cul-de-sac, and then got a couple more. So the I was just right there in the neighborhood, oh, wheeling my mower. Man, I making like two hundred bucks a week, and this wow. was before two thousand and six i had no expenses man that's the best money I ever made in my life um and uh so but no i wanted to get a real job like rudino's it's like a pizza and grinder place and so i started making pizzas in the kitchen with a bunch of these like middle-aged men who just like knew everything and didn't want me to be there so they were super rude and uh it was pretty much awful so uh, i hit it for oh, about three months four months i think and uh and I wanted to quit every day, but I didn't want my dad to think I was a quitter. So, I, I grinded it out, pun intended. And um, and uh, then I was like, you know what? This makes absolutely no sense. I can make more money cutting grass on a Saturday than I can working all week at Rudino. So, I quit. Went back to cutting grass until I got a job with Jay. Um, You know, framing mm-hmm. and doing renovation and stuff. And that was an awesome job. Um, Jay was... To this day, the best boss I ever had taught me so much just about life and responsibility and how to be a godly man in the workplace. And I learned a lot from him in those few years. So then from there, that was pretty much the last summer job I had was college and odd jobs. And the rest is
2: history. The whole time you were saying, I was thinking the Reginellas right there by the church. I think that's... Is that, is that the that no, the one
0: right across from It used to be right by the church. It's it, in it's right by
1: it's basically for those who know Raleigh, North Carolina. You got Goodberries, which is off uh, Strickland Road, I think. It's been it a is. While. Yeah. And um, so if you're standing in Goodberries, you're ordering. You turn to the left and start walking, like literally a block away, you will hit Rudinos. It's on the corner of Strickland and something. Yeah. I don't know if I don't even know if it's still there. It's actually pretty good. The food was good. That's another thing stunk about working there is I loved eating there. Once I worked there, never wanted to go back. Ruined it. So don't ever work at a restaurant you love. Just my opinion.
0: I don't think they'll ruin it for you. Mm. I don't think they're at that location anymore, Patrick. I think they're out. Yeah. Well, there's a Raleigh. Oh. Hold on. Ah, who cares? <laughs> 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 who cares? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> <Her> deals, <baby. laughs> who
3: cares? Pizza <laughs> and Grinders. <laughs> what you got, Josh? So that, oh, that sorry. Was me? me and, um Josh. Uh, just like summer jobs, like the worst one or just unique. I, yeah, Just unique. What you got? Um, let's see. I washed buckets out with Clorox a lot. Um, <laughs> that was that was really? like one of my first jobs. That was for a lady named Teresa Ansel. Um, mm-hmm. she ran a flower stand. Um, she was in a wheelchair and did great. Um, running a flower stand and needed a Clorox out of the buckets a bunch. So that was a good job. She was chill. Um. I, I, I didn't have, like, terrible ones. I would clean out my dad's, like, my dad's in, in, in um, custom homes. Mm-hmm. And um, so the worst, I guess, would probably be when he dropped me off and I'd have to clean out the house. And it was, like, just with, like, a broom and a shovel. You know, like, it's no, like, hey, let's just take the leaf blower to this thing. It was, like, you know, during the construction, all the rough ends, just sawdust and shavings everywhere. And, and I'm there until he picks me up. Um, that was kind of a bummer. Um, Chick-fil-A, of course, had the stereotypical Christian Chick-fil-A job. That was yeah. great until I started getting <laughs> a D in AP Calc and I had to quit. Um, let's see. I, you know, doing I like doing stuff. But I, I The cleaning the house, I, I did not love because you could go back in the next week and you got to do it all over again. You know, it, it was not a feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just... I didn't ever have anything real interesting, you know. I would I'd clean out stuff. I cleaned out um, the, uh, you know, just for different random people. But I, I just kind of had a boring work career.
0: Collins and Wright's not their worst job you've had.
3: No, it's <laughs> oh, the best. I, I thought for sure it's it would have
0: It's all you've no, ever dreamed no. of.
3: No, I, I, um, this week. I mean, today it's not okay because today. I was trying to be vacation mode, but it's a Monday in construction. Mm. And if everybody's in construction, oh, yeah. it's not a good day. And, uh, two oh, yes. and two I mean, superintendents. Oh, yes. Two superintendents on one job site. And we still can't get an acoustical ceiling put in in the kitchen. And I'm like,
2: Are
1: you for guys,
3: real? Where, where? Yeah, I'm like, both of y'all get on the on the scaffold. I don't care that Raul didn't send the people. Just get up there and frame up the ceiling so get I'm not getting ladder, phone calls from the general contractor. Get your laser level. It's, I mean, get I, I can do it I nails. You need yeah. to get and up there. And then there's there. a foreman. I said, I what's you he what? doing? He's fixing the other ceiling. I said, take him off that. Put them. And I got three phone calls from three different general contractors. And it's like they don't even know I'm on vacation. Because they don't know I'm on did vacation, you not tell them? so I'm trying to did keep. No, 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 <laughs> that wasn't that. What you didn't change your uh, voicemail? So, yeah, your email, I didn't yes. change the voicemail. The email kickback. Let me the, introduce hey, you to the out of office me. message. Yeah, yeah, see that that the, the fires just tend to get bigger for me. So instead, yeah. instead well, that of would be that he would never
2: change it again. It would always
3: be on vacation mode. Mm. See, you know, see, that's you know, where that's where to get back. that's where you try not to, to bring the spotlight on the fact that you're out of town, and yeah. you just say, hey, "I'm going to roll with this. I'm going to do the same thing just from a different location." Now that that does backfire quite often. I don't know that it's the best way to handle what I'm doing, but that's how I'm doing <laughs> it right now. So well, you can
0: you can you can always hit them with like you don't call them for the whole day, and then you get back when you're like, "Yeah, sorry, to get back with me. I'm on vacation," and they just think like I, you're, you're like the world. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. I, I don't him that. that.
3: I just say oh, I just say am um, sorry. I was I was with the boss like today. Um we had a couple meetings, you know. Um we actually had <laughs> 18 meetings. separate meetings. Um there was some, you know, I, it, and then <laughs> on the golf course. Oh my golf course. For those listeners that didn't pick that up, that would be 18 separate meetings on the golf course green. There we go. They, there we go. We met
1: there we met, is, and then guys. we got
3: back in the carts, and then we met again, and then we got back in the carts, and then we met again.
2: So he's loaded with meetings today. Yeah, and
3: then <laughs> oh, randomly today, what you did there? Randomly, I'm in a place I've never been to before. I go to a golf course. There's like ten golf courses running. We pick out one last night. We went to it today to our tee time. Randomly, another member of our church that's in Augusta, Georgia, came and was in the same vicinity. We went to the same golf course 30 minutes away from where he's staying. Missed his 940 tee time. We had a 950 threesome. He ends up playing behind us and playing into us and was kind of sitting there waiting on us. Like, let's let this guy play through. My brother-in-law goes, yeah, go ahead and play through. Come to find out, it's Dr. Rob from Augusta. He ends up playing with us. It was some crazy <laughs> stuff.
0: I mean, eight eight hours from home. Oh, this
3: this stuff happens. You you can't you can't make this stuff up. I can see that, you that thirty awesome. minutes late. It was it was amazing. Like, you just sit there going, "What in the world?" This guy's here by <laughs> himself, misses what his tea time, things? and all of a sudden he's with us. Like it's crazy. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Dr. Rob. So that made, me, that made my day better. It did. So now him and his wife are kind to come and uh, eat dinner with us one night. Um, um, the CrossFit after at the, here at the house. So,
0: yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I have no, I have never no All the listeners out there, I'm not CrossFit worthy.
1: We are not worthy.
0: But I'm also not, worthy. not worthy. I was on six different roofs today, 100 degrees, and I, I figured. I told Anna I was like, if I'm not home by seven, I might be dead on the roof. Come find me. So is that is that one of your
3: worst jobs, Matt? Or no. do you have a worst
0: summer job? Or I'm thinking uh, that Rite Aid, CVS. Whichever one it was mm. called, it's been forever. So
3: Eckerd's maybe you're kind of old.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't Eckerd's. It was right at a CVS. So I mean, I, I'm gonna promise you to. Would it drink. far more? Would you? Is it far more? Uh, yeah, they they have me back there like the pharmacy tech. I think you have to be like certified now. I'm just ditching them out. Like yeah, no, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> this looks right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's taking like, the pills from the big bottle and putting them in the little bottle. No no no,
0: you can't do that. I can't be down with you people. Yeah. Taking these pills from the big bottle and put them in of, the little bottle. A little bit of that. I mean, I did work at Chick-fil-A too, Josh, for like maybe two months. And then I, I remember I could, that. I you were like Mom, snowboard.
1: you gotta take me to
0: Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, I was fourteen. I didn't think you're allowed to work. All these kids. <laughs> so I was like, here I am, fourteen. Um that was an adventure, a couple months. But no, I would say worst job probably. I had, See, we all, I think we all dabbled, and Derek, and we still do, in the construction industry, which is crazy, mm-hmm. um, doing odd, like I worked for Jay with Patrick for a little bit. He stayed with him. Um, no, the, uh, so yes, CBS Rite A, whatever it was. So I started out. I, Eckerd. I, 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 yeah. Eckerd's, all the <laughs> above, and like started working <laughs> with him a little bit. And then they kind of backed my hours back, of course. They are like, you can only work on Wednesday nights, and we're going to put you on the weekend. And I was like, okay, so well, to all the listeners, we had in our Raleigh congregation, all of our congregations that we go to, Wednesday night church. And back to the importance of church, you know, I, I didn't want to miss church every Wednesday night for work, which sounds crazy, but that's, that's the priorities that was running in my life. Um, and then Saturday was, it's just Saturday. Uh, like high school kid, you want to do stuff on I'm weekend not weekends? not trying to work on Saturday. And then, you know, yeah. have those revival weekends. Well, once they did that, I called my uncle, um, John Hughes, actually his son, and was like, hey, this is what I've got. You have any, can I work, Like, I, I feel like he came to me about it because he realized my the, the switch in my hours. Um, and I was like, and I don't know what I got myself into, but it was, that was, that was some tough stuff but that survives Hugh's painting it was it was a way out i was like this this is better than the alternative. <laughs> a way out like he had some kind of
3: tough life
0: well i mean that is true that's it sounds like i'm like sh- they set here. me straight man i mean i had a, I had a 95 they set me straight i mean i was i was oh, like patrick yeah. i was making more money in the summer now it was it was so funny though because like back when we were doing that, Patrick was living in Raleigh and Stephen Copeland, I don't know if he's listening, was living in Raleigh too. And Stephen was working for his dad construction. I think Patrick, you were working for Jay and I was working for Uncle Hughes. And it was like every summer, you know, and man, they were like, we, we hang out, play basketball, do whatever. Struggling to get, and I always always had like the 7 a.m. work call. It's time to go. Time to go to work. Hardcore. Mm. And I don't know. I think y'all, y'all would like straggle in. I feel like eight thirty nine. It, it was a uh, no.
1: nobody's going to outwork Uncle Hughes I mean I'm telling you right uh, now Uncle Hughes is going to outwork everybody <laughs> he's hardcore man yeah. but it, it was to. it
0: was a blessing and, I mean it really was because I mean I was able to do things you know that were important and still I'm still make money and yeah. provide for my, for my awesome summer job yeah.
3: anyway. Derek what you got hmm. did
0: you did you ever
3: have to worry oh yeah Occasionally,
2: <laughs> I've worked since I was in fifth grade every summer. Um, not once again. when I, I worked with my dad doing some trim stuff and um, whatnot. And then I worked in Augusta with uh, with William and Jordan and one of Jordan, I'm uh, not Jordan, Blake and one of Blake's friends. We did some long hair one summer, but um, when I was probably 16, 15 or 16, moved to Virginia Beach, um, and and was living with uh, Josh Simons. In the room over the garage for the summer,
0: Mm -hmm. and we
2: were working for his dad laying brick. Oh goodness, that was the worst job I've ever had. And not only that, (laughs) not only did I have to endure (laughs) getting up at seven o'clock in the morning before the daylight, going out there, and mixing mud and hauling brick and stacking scaffolds and just sweating and working hard. I had muscles I didn't even know I I. Literally, my tricep muscle was out of my arm. I thought I had like some kind of spasm. I said, "What is this on my arm?" And it's like, "That's your tricep muscle." I said, "Well, that's that's kind of cool." So, I mean, it was nice. You were getting getting a tan, and but I mean, I would go to the fifty five gallon water drum like every hour and just do a handstand. <laughs> it was awful. All right, so in the mornings, me and Josh would wake up before our alarm, turn on the TV, and pray for rain. Was ser- we would We literally get off, get out of the water bed. And we would sit there and do a rain dance and just say, please let there be rain. And and Buster, his dad, of Buster, course. is his his rain scenario was he would go to the job and you would draw a circle in the sand and then you would count how many raindrops lane. It never happened because never got that far. That's what I was told what you did. And he was probably joking. But even worse than that, I'm staying with Josh Simons. And anybody here that knows Josh Simons, they just they know Josh Simons. All right. He sleepwalks. Mm -hmm. terribly all right we're in a water bed over the garage i wake up in the middle of the night things things rocking i said what's going on i see josh simon to get out of bed (laughs) go to the foot of the bed completely undress walk downstairs into the kitchen get a bag of cheetos come back upstairs still undressed lay in the bed beside me and start eating cheetos and leans over to me and says, you want, you want some Cheetos? I said, dude, no, I don't want a Cheetos. And so I'm freaking out, and I, and I run, and I get into the room, go to bed. Wake up the next morning, wake him up for, for work because he's always the one sleeping in. Always dude room. is laid out in Cheeto dust everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, all over the waterbed, everywhere. And then we had to clean up, oh, of course, man. and then go, go sweat. And live the dream of a brick mason. So nonetheless, I have never laid bricks since. I kind of <laughs> wish I had appreciated it more, because it would be kind of cool to learn that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's, it was terrible. Worst job ever.
0: Yeah. One can believe it. Before, Josh, before I let you you uh, take the conch shell, um I have a listener that chimed in on, on his worst job mm-hmm. really quick coming in here. He said one task he had was working for his granddad when he was about 13, and he had to trim monkey crafts. With a pair <laughs> with a pair of scissors. Oh what? <laughs> yeah, I he, said, he said um, I may have gotten paid with two, about he said I may have gotten paid with two about two dollars he said I may have gotten paid with two dollar bills. <laughs> Not two dollars an hour, two dollar bills. <laughs> um, he said I he said I worked construction uh, for him, but maybe it was a low in work, so I got that awesome task. But hey, by the end of the summer I bought my C D player. <laughs> mm, <laughs> got it wow, done, baby. So that's that awesome, man. Stuff. It seems like everybody good did construction. Stuff. That's where you go to find yep. some stuff. Yeah, Maybe. everybody hates construction.
2: Awesome.
0: We're running out of time, Josh, and we're going to we'll let you take it all over right. for our dad so, joke contest.
3: All right, so dad joke. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm excited that all the submissions that we had, oh, five, six, seven, eight. I think we had like eight or nine, which is pretty decent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, and, I, and I'm going to keep on doing this, man, until like until forever. Like I, I love it. I love getting some new material. Um, If anybody knows me um, or those that are getting to know me on the radio program, I love some corny jokes. Like I will hit you with them whenever. I mean, it Mm -hmm. just keeps it keeping a smile or even a groan on people's face is better than some of the stuff people throw out there. Negativity junk. So um, we got some. I'm going to go through all of them. And then our winner at the end. I think you're all winners. Let me go ahead and put that out there. Um, I really enjoyed every single one of these, and, um, and I'm probably going to send out more than one, just the one prize, but we had to pick one winner, so let's, let's go. All right, we had a, um, a submission um, from Adina in Charleston. Where do you take someone who's been injured in a peekaboo accident? To the ICU. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So then we've got Rainy from Charleston. What did the mm. farmer say? To the cows, whenever the when it's late at night, it's past your bedtime. I mean, I need some <laughs> little sound effects. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I just, okay. We got a Stephen in Wilmington coming in with a what is why did the scarecrow win the award? Because he was outstanding in his field. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. um, okay. one <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Heather in, um, I think, Hampstead? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, she was driving home last night, and she passed a slice of apple pie, and then she passed an ice cream sandwich, an ice cream sundae, and then she passed a lemon cheesecake. She thought to herself, man, this road is strangely deserted. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Bev in Columbia says, "When you pass away, which part of the body is last to go?" Uh It's your pupils; they dilate. (laughs) 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 All right, all right. Um, Heather gave me another one. When does a dad joke become a dad joke? When it Um. becomes a (laughs) parent. A parent. I like (laughs) that. A parent. Okay. 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 And then. um, The Lord uh, in Albany um, came in with how did the hamburger introduce his wife? Meat patty. <laughs> <It is. laughs> all, right, all right. And then um, let's see what else. What else? All right. So then, then we're down to a Terry Clellan in Wilmington, oh, North yeah. Carolina submitted this one, and this is the one that got the most votes, and so he is going to be our winner of Josh's Amazon of the Week. Um, We're pretty excited about that, so drumroll, please, drumroll, please, yes, yes, yes. What do you get when you cross 50 female pigs with 50 male deer? Anyone? Anyone? No. A hundred (laughs) thousand bucks? A hundred thousand bucks. Get it? A hundred thousand bucks. Yes. Very nice. All right. So I really appreciate all the dad jokes. And um, I do ask that you go ahead and get next week's in. Come on, do some research. Give me something good. And you can be in the running to win Josh's next week, Amazon of the week. Um, This week, I believe it was my really cool, really excited about um, pineapple corer. I am loving that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then you, and then the grilled pineapple. I think I mentioned it last week. So, that um, next week is going to be something even cooler. Okay, might be something that I, I see in my in my uh, Amazon Prime cart that I didn't know was there. And it's my wife buying stuff again. Mm-hmm. But if it's cool, it's going to you. So, getting your dad jokes again the same way. You can go to Speak as You're Moved on in- Instagram, DM us there. You can go to Speak as You're Moved on Facebook, or you can email us at Speak as You're Moved at gmail.com. So any of those ways to submit your dad jokes and be in the running to win next week. I really appreciate it. As I would chuckle when they would come in and I saved some of them, um, till just now with those guys, um, right before the program, because I wanted to tell them and not just text it to them. So that was kind of fun too. So I have fun with these. So thank you guys for, for playing along. And let's do it again.
0: We'll do it. Um, more announcements before we uh, dismiss in prayer other than the, um, the dad jokes we got going. Um, continue to, if you haven't actually followed us on Instagram, please do, at Speak As You're Moved. Um, like us on Facebook at Speak As You're Moved. And send us any icebreaker questions, any comments, any topics, that y'all, any, anything that you may want to discuss or want us to tackle um, at, at any of those outlets. You can direct message us on, on Instagram and Facebook, and, and then also on SpeakAsYouRMoved at gmail.com. Um, If you have our phones, you can surely send us a text, and we'll take that as well. Uh, We would love to answer some questions for you and and throw out some. Um, But that that's really all we got for tonight. And we appreciate everybody listening in. And um, as always, it it has been fun and it's been a joy. I'll um, actually, if y'all right before we dismiss, I'm going to share one (laughs) one more. um, Well, I'll save that one. Another uh, summer job. I feel like that's a hot button. So if anybody's got some of those, they can send them on our way. But nice, then, nice teaser. They got to leave a right. one more, man. That's right. One more. Tune in again next week, same time as always, eight thirty. For speak as you're moved, and as always, we're going to close with prayer. Um, ask uh, Derek. Do you mind dismissing us? Dismissing us in prayer.
2: Yes, sir. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Always, Lord, we. Thank you for the, uh, the brothers and sisters who are tuned in, Lord. We pray that you will be with everybody, and be with the words that were said, help it to uh, to encourage and uplift, Lord. And most of all, to bring glory to you and your name. Please pray that you would go with the Walker family tonight, Lord. Be with the be with them and comfort them as you know how. And I pray that you will continue to be with this the meetings this week, all of our Zoom camp meeting meetings, Lord. And pray that your spirit will go out. Touch everyone's heart, Lord, encourage us. let pray that you will continue to guide guard and direct us and that will be done most of all. I'll just ask your name. Amen. 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 See y'all
1: next week. See you bye, next week. Bye bye.